If you've lost your vision, your energy, or your mojo, then this show is for you. Whether it's your health, career, relationships, it's time to reclaim and discover your best life yet. Award-winning journalist and TV host Gail Guayardo will touch, move, and inspire you in this entertaining, fast-paced, and informative podcast. Gail has helped thousands of people achieve massive, life-changing transformations. So here's your host, Gail Guayardo. Today we're talking foods that heal, and I am with top holistic chef, also known as the Food Whisperer, Chef Adrian Falcone Godsell. Good to see you, Chef Adrian. Good to see you too, Gail. What's going on? Not much. You know, I've, I've had you on Bloom so many times, and you cook up these amazing recipes. I know you're a personal chef. I know you educate people on how to cook foods that heal, but I've never actually had the chance to ask you you know, your backstory, how did you get into all of this? Yeah, starts when I was young, actually. Um, so my whole connection with food and health really began back when I was in high school. And um, I passed out in chorus one day my senior year of high school. And of course, my parents were strict Sicilian straight to the doctor. And I found out that I was hypoglycemic. I had been obese as a child and then lost the weight. And apparently my, what our family doctor had told me was that, well, your body's meant to be a little bit heavier. And I was like, absolutely not. I was Sister Mary Elephant. I was Porky. My sister was Moo. I mean, you name it. We ran the gamut back in the day of, of fat names. So when people are like, oh, but you look so good. It's like, I, I know, I know the struggle. Right. Um, but he said, well, if you don't want your pancreas to burn out, you need to start having and become insulin dependent. You want to start eating five small meals a day, out day, complex, rich in complex carbohydrates, protein rich, and that'll balance out your sugar. And I'm like, well, I don't know where my pancreas is, but I know I don't want it to burn out. So, <laughs> and uh, lo and behold, I wasn't moody anymore and my weight was steady and it was good. And then fast forward to once I was out of college Actually, while I was in college, um, my sister and I had gotten into a car accident and put us both in the hospital for many, many days. My sister was there for many weeks. But um, the doctor looked at me and he's like, you're full of gallstones. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you're 19 years old. I've never seen anybody so full of gallstones. And um, I was like, well, I mean, I still don't know. It was definitely whatever my lifestyle was. And I'm sure college lifestyle had a lot to do with that. I'm thinking maybe artificial sweeteners because I used to drink a lot of, of one of those name brand powdered drinks. So I'm thinking maybe that has something to do with it. And he's like, well, does your gallbladder bother you? I'm like, I don't even know what my gallbladder is. He's like, well, when the time comes, you, you need to take it out. And I'm like, okay. I went my happy way. Later in my 20s, my, I did start getting gallbladder attacks. And at the time, I did not have insurance. I was a single mom, no insurance. And, um, but I started working in a health food store and that is when I learned that what I was eating had everything to do with my health. Wow. And, and, and now, now you've made it kind of your mission to teach yeah. other people and to cook for other people and to show them firsthand, like you learned firsthand that yeah. what we eat can cure our bodies. Right, right. And I started out conventionally cooking. I mean, I've been in my, my dad had a deli from the time that was like his, his retirement was having an Italian deli down in Fort Myers. So we start. I started hospitality really, really early in life. We had the deli there. Um, I actually in college cooked 
at Moffitt Cancer Center in the cafeteria when that first opened. So, um, yeah, but then I, um, I cooked, I, I ran the melting pot down in Fort Myers for a while. I cooked in Hawaii at one of the top, top 10 Kamaina restaurants out in Hawaii in, in um, Honolulu. And I've cooked in Seattle. Um, and then I've worked at the registry. I cooked at the Don Cesar, uh, you name it. I know how to cook it. <laughs> and you have quite the recipe and I can attest firsthand that Chef Adrian's food is not only healthy, but it is out of this world. And, and this is something that we talk about on Bloom, which is a nationally syndicated health and wellness show uh, based out of Tampa, Florida, that you know, you, you, when people think, oh, I have to eat healthy foods, that either A, it's gonna be difficult to create the meals, B, it might be too expensive to have these kinds of meals. Um, and also last but not least, that they're gonna taste terrible, but that's far from the truth. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's what, and like I said, when I fell into natural foods back in 98 and my assistant Judy was like, you know, everybody thinks that health foods have to taste terrible. And I'm like, why? And so she, she taught me in the beginning. So we're going back to the late nineties. So it was all tofu and tempeh and you know, all the soy substitutes back then. And, and I, I, I said, well, why can't we make it taste good? I have the background. Why don't we just start switching things around? Because in my mind at that point, it was, how do I meet my bottom line? How do I move ahead? You know, how do I make it corporate wise? Right. Mm -hmm. um, but I was like, we're never going to get a non-meat eater to eat an animal product. But if I can get meat eaters to eat non-animal products and enjoy them, we got it made. And so that's where my whole mission started. Yeah, and, and the mission is an 80-20 split. You're not telling people that, hey, you can't have any animal proteins or you know, byproducts in your diet. Um, it's just that you really want to lean towards a more plant-based diet. And quite frankly, I mean, there was a study just published not long ago that shows people that incorporate a more plant-based diet actually can live up to 10 years longer and, you know, and healthy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's, I mean, from the time that I, again, just going back to 97, 98, when I started in, in natural food stores, it's always bouncing back to that 80, 20, 80, 20, 80, 20. And if you think about it, um, whether it's our grandparents or our great grandparents, how were families eating in that generation, the early 1900s? It was more a small piece of meat and then all the veggies and, and grains and, and potatoes and things like that. It, we weren't having 18 ounce steaks or 12 ounce steaks or you know, with a little kale for garnish and that's it. That's not what we were consuming. It was, you made two chickens at the beginning of the week for the family and it lasted all week. Right. And I don't know, I mean, in my uneducated, they were a lot healthier than we are these days. Maybe our life is longer, but our health is compromised and we're having so many more health issues that where do you find that balance? Right. It's, it's a quality of life. I, and I'll tell you, I didn't know we had this in common. Quality. I didn't know you were Sicilian. Um, I come from a Sicilian and Italian background. When I did my little DNA uh, kit, it looked like somebody just spit over Italy. And so I pretty much have the entire <laughs> covered. Um, but I will tell you that my grandmother lived to be 93 years old and everyone in my family lived into their 80s and they were very healthy. 
And then a lot of that was because, and I continue this in my home today, is because we ate home a lot and we're not eating a lot of processed foods. And my grandmother would, you know, grab food out of, you know, Uncle Charlie's garden area. And, you know, we were eating whole foods. And like you say, the grains that were needed. And and when my parents both passed away, sadly, in their well into their 80s, they did have certain forms of cancer. And I would walk into these rooms and they would have patients lined up, you know, like it was a factory in there. And it was just one person after the next, after the next. And I would remember thinking to myself, this was not how it was when my grandparents, to your point in the, you know, early, early 1900s settled here in Hillsborough County, which is the Tampa Bay area. A lot of Italians came here. My family came from Italy to Florida Mm -hmm. and eventually to Tampa because it was, it's flat here and they were farmers and they were farmers right. in Italy and then they became farmers here. And you didn't see that. And, and so a lot of what my grandmother, if you were sick and you had an upset set stomach, you know, she would put a little bay leaf and, you know, boil it down and have you sip on that. She would never give me medicine. It was mm-hmm. always foods to heal. So today you take that from your family lineage and, and you pass it and you work with people that like myself that have hyper hypothyroidism, um, any kind of problem. Tell me about some of the people that you help through food. So as a personal chef, I've just taken all of my experience um, with food and find a way to fit it into whatever protocol their, their um, health practitioners may want them to be, to be doing. I, I have taken nutrition courses, you know, certifications, things like that. I've worked with many different medical doctors over the years, um, oncologists, plastic surgeons, um, integrative practitioners, chiropractors. Uh, and again, it just all bounces back to eating protocols. So if there is a specific eating protocol that you want to, that your practitioner wants to be following, I find a way to make that happen for you. And it's been because of being able to substitute out and try all these different things. For example, the skinny girl noodles that we talk about, or the skinny noodles that we talk about. Um, and that is really the best brand to use that has the most pasta-y feel, feel in the mouth and texture. And even when you, when you cook with it to satisfy a craving like that, um, cauliflower to mash it up versus potatoes. So, um, keto, I have some oh, amazing story going on right now. And I'm waiting, I'm going to ask, I need to get them to do a testimonial for me. Um, I have the, I have a client right now that's on keto who's began back in November and the end of October, beginning of November, and his A1C has gone from 12.1 down to 4.5. That is unbelievable. Off metformin. And, and when they asked me, I said, if you have the numbers and you have everything, then I'll make it happen for you. And then, of course, you still have your part of following through with how you're going to eat and you have to have your self-discipline. But yeah, I mean, how's that for, for amazingness? It's, it's unbelievable. It's incredible. And I mean, I know on a personal level, you know, I came to you and we work a lot together because you come on the show often. Mm-hmm. Um, but I started to incorporate your 80-20 split. And I'm actually probably now more like a 90-10 or even more plant-based. Um, 
And I am a relatively thin, not as thin as you, but I'm a relatively thin woman and I work out a lot, but hereditary, I was starting to have, you know, wonky cholesterol levels. And my doctor mm -hmm. was like this close to putting me on medications, which I didn't want to rely on medications. And so I started kind of following you and a lot of the recipes that you cook. And I know you have cookbooks and you post a lot online and you, you're on the gram a lot. But once I started doing that, did you know, my not only did I lose weight, because I was, you know, and, and um, I know I'm all over the place right now, but like I was on a keto diet, but keto's not right for everybody. Like I wasn't put on that. Yeah, because I, because of my doctor told me to like your clients did. I just did it because they was a fad. But then I started listening to you and I started eating plant-based things that I wouldn't eat because I thought, oh, they're too carbohydrate rich. And do you know my levels are perfect now? And I never ended up needing to go on any kind of statin or any kind of medication. They, it just Yay. totally reversed. Wow. That's awesome. I love hearing that. Like, yeah. And, and that's the point right there is that an eating protocol isn't for everybody. Like you and I both can't do keto. And this client that's doing keto, actually, they decided to try it on their own. Their physician was against it at first because they don't think it, it's not meant to be a lifestyle forever. Right. And after the first two months, the physician was like, I'm impressed. Stick with it. So, and again, but they also know that they're not going to be staying on that forever. They're probably going to go paleo and start doing the 80-20 after six months or whatever their, their doctor decides to be doing. Um, but yeah, definitely. So food isn't, I mean, food is everything. It is absolutely everything, but you can't just stick one eating protocol for everybody and go, well, this is going to work. Because like you were saying, weight-wise, perimenopause and me, we're not friends for quite a while. Yeah. And, uh, and I was doing, I was doing everything right. I was doing the paleo and I was doing this and I was doing that, but, and it, it didn't matter. It wasn't until I started switching some foods out and, and, uh, following a different eating protocol that, that I was able to get rid of those 12 pounds that just crept up on me too. So, oh, yeah, man. I had them. I, I've, I've since lost about since following your, 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 you know, 80, 20 split now 90, 10 split for me. I've lost about 10, 11 pounds. Um, yeah. You know, I, so I've already gone through menopause. So I guess you can say I'm menopausal. Um, I've already yeah. gone through menopause, but um, between, you know, following your eating regimen and then, you know, lifting a lot of weights, which I think is really good for women too, just me on a personal It level. is, that's important for us. Yeah. yeah, cause we lose more muscle mass than men do. So we have to be doing those weights, what, three times a week or something like that. A hundred percent. And so that's really worked for me, not to mention the fact that I feel a lot better. So I have to ask, so, you know, early on in this podcast, you were talking about how you had, um, uh, gallbladder issues, you know, issues around your pancreatic, you know, that could affect your pancreas. Um, yeah. and then you also mentioned the car accident which left you with traumatic brain injury as well. Mm -hmm. And I just yeah. wanted to ask you, you know, have you been fueling yourself with foods to heal, you know, all three areas that you were struggling with health issues? Yes, yes. And actually it was quite interesting because um, TBIs really weren't something that were even known of back in 87 when that when that car accident happened. But I was, I had to change, that's when I changed my majors. That's actually when I decided to switch from pharmacy 
to culinary. <laughs> I was going to be a pharmacist, Gail. <laughs> you know, I've, I've met so many pharmacists that once they go in that direction, they're like, wait a minute. And then they switch to something that's more natural and healing. I'm like, if someone, if someone had told my 19 year old self that I was going to be a holistic chef and new vegan eating and raw food <laughs> protocols and all that, I would have been like, what are you talking about? <laughs> that is shocking. Cause I know you and I'm like, I would have never pictured you as a pharmacist. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So like I have all this, I do, I have, so I have all this conventional background. It's just that I've learned, you know, it's all about integrating. Um, but back to TBIs, it was um, a car accident that I was in back in 2010 that really just turned my life upside down and my, my, my family life, my marital life, um, my functional everyday life. And um, coconut oil is an amazing brain food as far as helping brain function there. And of course, um, you know, sugars are evil up your brain. Caffeine destroys everything because that's using up all your energy. Um, all your simple grains, it's, it's really about, again, the 80-20 mix. It's, it's getting those, those, all of those nutrients. You need the fat, you need the animal fat nutrients, you need the plant fat nutrients. You need to stay away from all mind. Again, like you were saying, the process, the refined, it's about keeping away from that because I even tried, I am, a, I am a, a, an advocate as far as I'm concerned, because we even tried for a while getting groups together, but unfortunately, so many people that have traumatic brain injuries can't drive, lose their family, lose their friends because their brain function, they don't have a mouth filter. They don't have an emotional filter anymore. They don't know how to process. They can't get the help that they need because it's so difficult to identify and, and to get practitioners to, to um, identify and diagnose properly that we couldn't do it. It was, it was impossible. It was like, well, we're trying, but yeah. yeah. So anytime I can help and anytime I can help and advocate, it's like bright lights and sounds and sleep disruptions and heart racing. And, oh, there's so much that's involved, but food really, 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 really helps so much. So can people come to you, Chef Adrian, and say, Hey, you know, I'm dealing with hypertension or hypothyroidism, or I've had, you know, traumatic brain injury. I mean, how does it work when clients reach out to you? How do you guide them? Well, Gail, by law, I am not a licensed dietitian, and therefore I cannot make up menus or, or um, prescribe eating protocols. I was years ago, back in uh, it was like 2013, 2014, I was, I was practicing under physician orders um, as a nutritionist, because I, like I said, I do have a certification in nutrition. And uh, somebody called the, the health department and said that I was practicing as a licensed dietitian without a license. And I was given a cease and desist order. I was told that I could have criminal charges brought against me. And I was given a $5,000 fine. Wow. And I was like, I'm under doctor's orders. I'm, I'm, and all I was doing was showing people, you know, instead of sugar, have fruits. Instead of having, you know, instead of having grains, you're going to have, you know, just, just swap, just literally swapping things out. Isn't that, isn't that and, incredible that like you can't guide people just on a healthier alternative yet, you know, people can get addicted to pharmaceuticals to try to mask their issues or you was, know, whatever. And yeah. it's a crazy world that we live in um, that yeah. that would happen. 
but but yet you still do offer through your cookbooks you know you you do still help educate people maybe not yes prescribe food for them or Correct. put them on different eating protocols but you Correct. can at least educate folks Yes. So I'm allowed by law. I can write all the books I want. I can talk about whatever we want when we're talking in mass, but to have a one-on-one and be paid for it, not allowed to do it. Not allowed to do it. So if someone says, oh, I have hypothyroidism, I go, well, what does your practitioner want you to be eating? And I can make that for you. Gotcha. So whatever, so whatever eating protocol your practitioner wants you to follow, um, and then if you don't have a practitioner that knows the nutrition end, I do have people that I refer out to. I can do it that way. But yeah, I, I cannot. And at that point, I had enough hours that I could have been grandfathered and, and become a licensed dietitian, just taking the test. But it really gave me a, a breath to say, what do I really want to do? And I'm like, I want to cook. Right. I want to cook. So I, why? And it would take so much more energy to be a dietitian and cook. Right. And you're such a good chef. I mean, you really are. The foods eat, that, eat. eat. Yeah, manja, manja. Yeah. And the foods that you cook um, are so delicious. It would be a travesty for you not to share the wealth with, you know, different clientele. And and so talk to me about, I know you do virtual cooking classes and that especially got popular doing during COVID. You have two cookbooks. Talk to me about how people find you. You can find me under holistichefTampa.com. I'm on Instagram under I am the food whisperer. On Amazon, you can find my book, The Real Language of Food, Constructive Eating for a Healthier You. And that's the cleanse your palate, cleanse your body type uh, book that has over 80 recipes in it. It's 80% plant-based, uh, gluten-free, dairy-free. I think we have some goat cheese at the end of it, but it really gives you a step-by-step. And then on my website, we have Clean Eating Made Easy, which is 32 meals in minutes. So they're all one pound wonders or stove and oven uh, where you're going to have your meals with your 80-20 balance um, <laughs> with grocery list for each meal. So it's yeah, a great way to have your meal prep for, the, for, for a month and never eat the same thing twice. And just for proof that uh, this woman, you know, can stand behind her promise to have you make meals in minutes. She comes on the show and many times she only has uh, five to six minutes for her segment. And she's able to really bring to life some spectacular recipes. Just recently, um, you had one where it was, you know, chicken with a little bit of garlic that you did. And then you added in some was it crushed tomatoes and crushed and, tomatoes? Yeah, yeah. And then some. Coconut let's see if I can remember this. The coconut uh, cream, which is yep. outstanding, and you garnished it a little bit, and it was so amazing. The sauce was so delicious. It was simple. It was easy. And I sat there and watched you. You grilled up the chicken and had it all in one pot in a matter of minutes. Yeah. 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 So, you know, of course that was TV magic too. I think I contribute a lot of it to just all my restaurant experience and being able to know single servings. It took a long time to get to that point, um, to be able to do these on, on Bloom TV. Um, but yeah, they really are busy moms, busy, busy caregivers. You still got to take care of yourself. So how can we do this? So I just try to pick out my practical recipes and that's what I've published. 
Well, I have to tell you, I'm so appreciative just knowing you uh, throughout the last year and a half and, and getting to watch you in action um, has really made a, a tremendous difference in not only my life, but in the life of my family. And uh, your food is amazing. You're an amazing woman. And I really appreciate you. sharing your story with me, Chef Adrian. Thank you, Gail. I appreciate it. All right. Have a great day. You too. Thank you. That's it for today's episode of Your Story, Your Health, Your Best Life with Gail Guayardo. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener that posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in the grand prize drawing to win a $25,000 value private VIP day with Gail herself. Be sure to head on over to Your Story, Your Health, Your Best Life podcast.com and pick up a free copy of Gail's gift and join us on the next episode.